Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. And for the very first time in 2022, it's no other than the reigning, defending, undisputed Churchill Cup champion and defeater of COVID, David the Smart Mark, back on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. David, how are you doing? I'm a lot better, mate. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, please excuse my delay. A belated Happy New Year for 2020, guys, to all our regulars. Got to give a huge shout-out to Blaine. He he can now go away and ramble away with the Royal Ramble and whatever he's doing um, with his podcasts. But I'll give Blaine a huge shout-out for filling in for me when I actually couldn't speak. Which probably to a lot of people is a good thing, but when you're doing a podcast host and when you're a radio presenter or a DJ, it's not the best. And Sean, thank you, obviously, to your good self. Happy New Year, you handsome fellow, and for basically taking on board the fact that we were the illest house in Cambridgeshire in the UK for a period of three or four weeks and covering for me. Really appreciate it, but obviously I was desperate to get back. Oh, trust me, I know how desperate you were because you literally missed every major wrestling event in the first week of 2022, and that's how you're winning the Churchill Cup this time. (laughs) Yeah, by default. Default, default, default. (laughs) Okay, so since you've been gone so long, why don't you hit us up with your does disappointments of 2022 so far? Oh, wow. Well, I I mean, obviously we off-air... Um, You know, what do you want to do when I'm back? You knew I was coming back. Now, I have to say, since about December the 20th, illness hit our household. Um, So I'm going to try and cover from that. And wrestling seems to have gone down the pooper. We've had a, you know, we we, we did our best of it. I praised AEW a lot, which hurt. But I'm, mate, I'm going to, I've got a list here. And I'm going to go down it. And this is in no particular order. Because just as, and I got angrier writing it. But we're going to start with things that I don't think that me and you have discussed. And I'm going to give you a chance to interject because it'll stop me going, it'll stop me going, just getting so wound up. First up, and this is a bad one to start with, Cody TNT champion. What the hell are they thinking? I know that we don't see into the long-term booking, but Sammy hadn't had it that long, although I'm going to come on to Sammy in a bit. That little dirty rat snake. I'm really not impressed with Mr. Guevara over the Christmas period, and that's nothing to do with wrestling. I cannot see the point in that booking. He's just got... And we discussed this. We said, no, surely not. They're not going to do it. They're not going to put the title on, the TNT title on. Now, ironically, COVID had a little last laugh because Sammy's now, as we know, got the interim title and um, came up with probably one of the better matches that I've seen, you know, since 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 my break, which was the match with Dustin for the um, to actually win the title. I thought that was probably one of the better ones I've done. But Cody Rhodes should not be anywhere near a title belt. We've done this title. Time and time again, he should be a special attraction on the pay-per-views. He posted, while I've been off sick, that the dumbest thing that he's done was going through that flaming table. Mr. Rhodes, I beg to differ, because you've done so many, many more dumb things. Rhodes to the top, bringing your wife on television, that stupid neck tattoo, and your own personal booking. Absolute Codswallop, Sean. Well, David, on this topic, I'm going to wait to the 76 questions because one of the questions coming up is the fact, why do we actually have a 
interim TET Championship. Yeah, yeah, fair point. All right, I'll save it for that. Now, day one. Everyone loved day one. What is wrong with you? The only reason everyone loved day one is because the WWE broke character and did a good house show. And that's all it was, a good house show. But we've been used to so much rubbish from the WWE, you get anything remotely resembling wrestling, it's the show of the year. It wasn't. Now, all right, again, it had some COVID restrictions. I'm not a big fan of Big E, but his title runs a joke, was a joke, because he ain't getting near that title again. They're not going to know. Not now they've got Brock and Roman as the two main title holders. No one's getting near those titles for the foreseeable future. And let's be honest, am I wrong? Okay, in the defense of everybody who liked day one, it was way better than the first night at Wrestle Kingdom. And the WWE somehow, some way, figured out how to do a decent card. And when you compare it to Survivor Series, it's like night and day. Yeah, but you're comparing it to one of the worst pay-per-views. This was my point. That's exactly my point, Sean. They go from doing crap event after crap event after crap event to an okay house show. And everyone thinks it's it's bloody SummerSlam from 92 or something. You know, it, it wasn't that good. It really, really wasn't. You go back and watch it again. I, it, it, don't get me wrong. The the, the, the the point about Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 is, is arguable because I'm coming on to Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm really not. Um, in fact, we'll go on to Wrestle Kingdom because boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm up 8 o'clock. Yes. Happy days, 8 a.m. for a UK wrestling fan. Lovely. I'm not getting shafted like you know, like I normally do. Um, every every pay per view, I I can be civilized. Get up at civilized time. We were all poorly. No one was going. No running about. I could sit down 8 a.m. and watch five hours of high quality wrestling. Boy, did they lead me up the garden path. With the exception of two of the main events and one of the semi-main events, this was possibly the worst Wrestle Kingdom I've ever seen. And not only that, Dangerous Tech has lost the tag team titles. Um, I, just, I could have cried. Genuinely could have cried. They didn't pass spray over, but I could see the bigger picture with that. Um, and I trust Gato to get that right. Because if he doesn't, Osprey's going to go. And I don't blame him, despite all that bull, bull, bull crap about, um, you know, being loyal to New Japan. He has got to be the hottest star in the world right now. And that's even though he got beat by Okada. Um, and it was a, that was a good match. They couldn't. They couldn't not have a good match. But anyway, um, yeah, most disappointing Wrestle Kingdom that I can remember. And I think you feel not far short of that. Yes, David. I felt like the first night was a total waste. I thought they could easily just done a one-night Wrestle Kingdom and just cherry-pick the best matches from the two-night event, and it, somehow that would have saved it. But that first night, I literally got up at 3 o'clock in the morning Eastern to watch it live because yeah. it's Wrestle Kingdom, and you need to watch yeah. it live. Well, this year, I could have slept in. I wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah, well, welcome to being a UK wrestling fan, you know, with, with, with tired regret most days it's um ah oh, but as i say the only consolation for me was it was at a civilized time for me um but that is the only um consolation over christmas now my next topic aw over christmas um now i praised aw quite rightly so this year it's been my my best promotion and i was looking forward to it because they got these random shows all set over christmas what a load of hot garbage 
There wasn't one. Even, even Page Dragon 2 disappointed me. Now, whether that was because of the standard of the first one, I thought the blood was unnecessary. They didn't need to be busted open. With the, with the judging panel, they cocked that up by announcing it last minute and being such an anti-climax. Oh, well, a big show about Andrew and Jerry Lynn. It's like, okay, well, thanks for telling me prior to the event so I could get excited by it. Although there's only really Jerry Lynn that would have excited me in that panel. I thought it was poor, Sean. Um, um, and again, whether that's just due to the recent standard of Danielson matches, um, including the how well the one-hour Broadway was done, and it's going to be interesting because you've not seen him since about where they go with Danielson. I'm certainly not particularly excited about where they're going with Paige. Bringing Lance Archer back to feud with him? No, it's not for me. Lance Archer has had how many shots at a title and then just suddenly comes back when you've got CM Punk, when you've got MJF, you know, waiting in the wings that are much, much more attractive matches for um, Adam Page. I was so looking forward to Brody King debuting and look how they did it. What is it with AEW and debuts? They don't get it right. They just don't get it right. I am so pleased he's reformed Malachi Black, um, Tommy End. You know, we got you've got the the PWG tag team. Um, Red Dragon also being back. You've got some great tag teams. But what do they shove down our throats? The Young Bucks, 2.0 and Garcia. Mate, me and you could leather them as a tag team. They are about as physically intimidating as my cat. You know, they don't look like tough guys. Malachi Black and Brody King, fingers crossed that I've got something to look forward to because AEW over Christmas, and I've got to mention it, and I know you're a fan of this, that tag team match that everyone raved about of Ford, Bunny, Tay Conte and Anna Jay. I'm sorry, mate. Did I miss something? I don't, you know, your opinion on that, You please give me in a second. But that was, that was footage for Mafu and Botchamania for a year. Sorry, Sean. Well, David, speaking of that match, you had to watch that match thinking you have like three young, still growing wrestlers and a freaking hardcore match where you're going, oh my word, please don't die. Yep. And they did spots where I'm going like, they're going to injure themselves. Yep. So it's more like, hey, they got through it. It was okay. So bravo, yes. Really? Yes, but I was like, had my fingers crossed and my eyes closed as I'm watching it. <laughs> my, I, just that one spot with um, Ford doing, this, uh, doing the um, coming off onto the table. And is it, um, was it Anna Jay's nose she broke? No, the spot you think about the table was Titani was laying on the table. Yeah, and she goes for a moonsault and the table doesn't break. And you're going, oh, yeah. you got to feel sorry for the ladies. But she lands knee first on um, Ty Conte's nose. You watch that back. She lands knees first on Ty Conte's nose. You see the nose move. Trust me, I've had my nose broken in rugby enough to know when, when a broken nose uh, uh, appears. Anyway, on ladies. We also had, while I was off, the saga of Big Swole. Now, obviously, in the last 18 months, Black Lives Matter has been a huge thing over here. I don't know what... I would say it's probably been even more so over there with you in the States. So what we don't need is some self-indulgent woman playing the race card with someone who's also of ethnic origin. I, d I don't get it. You got sacked because you weren't bloody good enough. Take it, get better, and come back and prove him wrong. Do not play the race card in this current generation because there are more worthy cases of people having, you know, of, of suffering racial discrimination than you getting sacked for not being good at what you're supposed to do. 
So, Swole, go away. When you get there, go away some more. Also, Ty Conti, Sammy Guevara, join her. Because that made me feel sick. Initially, we helped, we obviously had the going back to the proposal when he got down after time gone out and proposed to his then fiance Pam I believe her name was lovely lovely stuff but you still did it in public Sammy whether you know damn well whether it's whether it's after the TV cameras had gone off you knew it was being filmed you did it in the middle of the ring in front of 5,000 people you proposed to your girlfriend then all of a sudden there's this footage on on all their Instagrams of them pair doing it together and you're thinking that's really really they're very very touchy feeling the summit not right so all of a sudden sammy announces his breakup people put two and two together and not get five they got four they got it right they absolutely got it right and wrestling fans being wrestling fans let them know about it now this is the hypocritical thing it's actually no one's business but theirs However, and this is the big thing for me, when you go out there in the public domain and call foul and actually lie, which is what they did, and actually lie, it's hypocritical and therefore you deserve every bit of shit that you get. And they've had it. And then, oh, look, two weeks later, they're kissing on TikTok. They're kissing on Instagram. They're a couple. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Everyone who's everyone, work that out. And you're a hypocrite, Guevara, and I feel sorry for Pam. It is none of no one's business, but it's no one's business till you make it their business. And that's what they did. And as far as I'm concerned, I loved Sammy Guevara, but now, whatever he does in the wrestling ring, I cannot take to him because I know some background into his personality. So he can join Big Swole on the go away, and when you get there, go away some more. Sure. Okay, so going back to the Big Swole versus Tony Khan story, I agree with you. I don't think she has much ground looking at AEW and how it's structured. My problem was with Tony Khan's response when he went onto Twitter <laughs> and he went to defend himself. And at the end of it, oh, by the way, we let her go because she's not really that good. I don't like her wrestling. Oh, by the way, her rampage <laughs> yeah, coming up yeah, on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I was speechless. I felt like he shouldn't punch down. He should just let her vent, said, wish her the best in her future endeavors, and just move on. Yeah, that's a fair point, to be fair. That is a fair point. But unfortunately, that has been, well, fortunately, from Tony's perspective, that has been pretty much all he said, whereas she's just twittered and twittered and twittered, and I don't mean posting tweets. I mean, just won't shut up about it, and she doesn't do herself any favors, any, I mean, really, really doesn't for me. You know, at the start of this Sammy and Taikani relationship, I was the one going like, hey, you know, it's this... It's them. We just shouldn't have to worry about it. But the more they post on Instagram, Facebook, whatever else social media they have, they literally are finding this relationship. And I feel bad for Pam now. So I'm team yeah. Pam. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, if they'd have played the look, th- look shit happens, um, it's no one else's business, and stayed away from social media just for a short period of time. Have some dignity. Do what you said. Do what you requested on social media when everyone knew. You know, it doesn't take a crust. You don't have to be a high member of Mensa to work out what the hell was going on. But it is their business. They are right. But then... Don't flaunt it in the public domain and don't play the hard dumbbell in the public domain when you're actually being a bit of a dickhead. I, I don't know. I thought I thought I thought he, he he handled it badly at best, shall we say, Sean. 
Well, he did start out handling it badly. Then he got a shovel, and he just kept on digging. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether it's coming up this week, but um, if it is, please shut me off with this. Punk Wardlow from um, this last week on Dynamite. Is that in the Stunning Six? No, we can talk about it right now. Go ahead. Right, okay. I was hugely disappointed with that match. Um, I, I was really, really looking forward to it. I think the result was right, and Wardlow had to come over strong. Punk is one of the big... I hear people saying, no, Wardlow should have won, Wardlow should have won. No, he shouldn't. He's, he's in the ring with one of the biggest superstars of the last 15 years. So he shouldn't have won. But the match was clunky. The match was slow. And it was too one-sided. I know Wardlow's got to get over because they're, they're teasing the impending, obviously, breakup and Wardlow turning at least to tweener to turn on MJF, which I think actually will come in the punk match when they do eventually get in the ring. But I thought it was a really, really poor match. And it's CM Punk's first poor performance since he's come back into the ring. David, what can you do when the home match consists of eight freaking power bombs? Yeah, that was too much for me. To me, this match should have been more of Punk not being able to use the go to sleep. He has to go yeah. to the Anaconda Vice, and you yes. don't let Wardlow tap out. You let him pass out pass like out. a warrior. Yep. Or, yep. hey, MJF is outside the ring. He causes Wardlow the match. Because yep. he goes over to Wardlow, snipes him in the face. DQ! Guess what, Punk? You're 0-1 as well. Join the club. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Sean. Great, great point. Great, great point. Yeah, and I mean, we're just, you know, we're just huge fans of professional wrestling. But we can see that. I did not want what was served up in front of me. It, it, it really, really, it's just one thing after another. Jurassic Express Tag Team Champs, not for me. I know, obviously, the belts had to change hands because um, Ray Phoenix is now out for a bit. You know, hence the fact Penta had a one-on-one one-on-one this week with Matt Hardy. Um, I, I understand that. But really, with all the time, you've got Red Dragon. You've now got the House of Black, which I presume that's what they're going to be called. You know, they're a better tag. FTR, you know, put the belts back on FTR. Really, Jurassic Express? You know, you've got one one who can't promo and one who can't wrestle. I'm sorry, you know, I, I hated it. I'll, I'll just, I'm gonna, I've got two more points on, on my rant. And then the last one I'm saving because you really are going to have to get the swear jar out for the last one. NXT did it. They put the title on Bron Breaker. It's far too soon. It's stupid. I know they're, they're bringing Champa up, but there are other things. I mean, Pete, what's Pete done done, done wrong? What has Pete done done wrong? Done wrong. Done 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 wrong. Um, and then all of a sudden they have Rick Steiner come in at the end of the match to congratulate his son, but he's not a Steiner. He's not the son of Steiner. Absolute joke. Absolute joke. He's far too green. It's far too early. He's going to hurt someone. Um, but that's next to you at the moment for you, sure. Okay, so I have no problem with Ron Breaker having this title belt for the fact that you see the direction of NST 2.0. They're going younger, they're going greener, and Ciampa, if he's not going to be a player coach for NST 2.0, he might as well have some decent matches on WWE main event. <laughs> the thing is, you're not wrong. That's the worst thing. Um, no, Ciampa should not. I, I just don't know. Now, I'm getting wound up because I know what my last one is. And as soon as I say it, WWE latest batch of releases. Right. Do you honestly, first before I go into this, do you honestly think that Triple H has upset Vince? I feel like he's got to a point where Vince is not listening to Triple H. He's listening to Khan. And he's literally just letting Khan going like, 
We don't need this person. We don't need this person. This William Regal person. What is he doing? Why is he on the books? Let's go ahead and get rid of him. Oh, wait a minute. 21 years of experience in wrestling. Unlimited knowledge that we could give to the new generation. Nah. Let's just cut it for the money. Yeah, but Hulk Hogan's got 21 years experience in wrestling. He can't cut or tie William Regal's boots. Um, honestly, I've laughed at some of the releases I've laughed at, some of the releases we got angry about and what, what, you know, what the hell, but this batch, absolutely unbelievable. Now, if Tony Khan has got any sense, he gets Samoa Joe and he gets William Regal and he uses William Regal as on-screen authority figure in some way, shape or form, even a manager because of his personality, that AEW audience would lap Regal up. Um, also, obviously, working backstage, booking, helping the stars, because he's instantly got everyone's respect. Apart from, obviously, probably Cody will just turn the fuck off and um, do, his, do his own thing. Go and get another tattoo or go and have another TV series and give himself a title again. Um, but, no, in all seriousness, Regal could walk in there and improve the booking no end. And AEW got better this year. I know I'm having a run because the Christmas hugely disappointed me. But I'm looking forward to Revolution. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some good stuff on there. But Samoa Joe... Ace Steel. Ace Steel. One of the most experienced wrestlers, bookers, and trainers that you could get. You know, what's he done wrong? I, I, I don't, just don't get it. I think it's inevitable now before Charlotte. I'm going to make a prediction that Charlotte Flair will be gone from the WWE before June. Absolutely 100% gone before June. And and if she's got any sense, she'll go sooner rather than later. Honestly, it, it, it's the final nail in the coffin of that company. They've got no stars apart from Brock and Roman. It even makes me want to see Cena again in the WWE, because I'd quite like that, because of the current standing. The only lady I give a damn about is Kaylee Ray, maybe to a lesser extent, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, but only out of loyalty. What's being done with their characters at the moment, they just it's just so, so poor. But it just goes to show, with that round of releases, that no one's job in that WWE is safe. Exactly, David. You're correct. And the next thing I got my fingers crossed for and that it doesn't happen is I'm con looking over to NC UK going like, what do we have to show? What does it do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We just took Waller from it, so we don't need it no more. So we could cut all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right, actually. Obviously, it was Walt's last match this Thursday night, and it was a lovely, a nice little farewell. Um, but, yeah, you, you could see it happening. And um, let's face it, considering they're being booked by Jim Smallman, he's got no loyalty to anyone but himself. So, um, and, and obviously, anyone who listens to me and listens to this show knows I'm not a fan of that man. But he's shown in the past he's got no loyalty to anyone but himself. He'll quite happily take a plane to the States and kiss Bruce Pritchard's backside. Okay, David, so we got through your list of disappointments so far in 2022. So let's slide over to the control center so I can disappoint you just a little bit more. <laughs> This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, David, so Thursday, I got a message from my friend Donnie, and I feel like he tagged you in it because former WWE diva Sunny is once again in trouble with the law. She was in New Jersey. Apparently, she made some threats to her partner, 
and she had scissors, and she got arrested for, like, terroristic threats, and the scissors being a weapon for deadly use or something, and she's looking at 11 years in prison on these charges. Yeah, um, it's a shame, because she's, she was a brilliant character, or still is, but Tammy Tammy's some um, uh, history of alcohol, drugs, and obviously some of the stories on shoot interviews you can see about the um, see from the boys. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a shame, and it's one of those people you want to get better, but you 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 know that probably she isn't exactly, David. So we're going to move over to our second story, and it looks like John Moxley has officially made his first match in his return. It's going to be game-changing wrestling, the show that you love somehow. He's going to be at that Hammerstein Ballroom show defending the Game Changer World title. Yeah. Um, now, I've ordered this show um, through Fight next next weekend, and normally uh, GCW is not my cup of tea. Um, but Brett lauded out, to his credit, has realized that if he wants to move the company forward, he can't just do Deathmatch Wrestling. And and he isn't going to be. Uh, and he isn't going to be. Now, the card for the world on looks good. There's some really good... He's got Jonathan Gresham on there, defending the Ring of Honor title. You know, and there's others. And it is, I believe, Moxley's official return from rehab. So, you know, hey, I'm not knocking it, mate. I'm, um, I've booked it. I'm quite happy to be... Quite looking forward to the show. I love the Hammerstiff Forum anyway. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And um, I'll give the show, and obviously next, it won't be next Saturday because it's it will be in two Saturdays' time. I'm quite happy to review it. If you get to see it, then great. We can review it together. But I'm quite happy to review the show for the podcast and let you know because I'm going into it with guarded optimism is, is the way I would put it because quite simply it's not all going to be um, deathmatch wrestling. Okay, so our next news story comes from New Japan Pro Wrestling as the, the IWGP United States Champion Tanashi has re-signed with the company. The ace is going to stay with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, um, and good luck to him. Good luck to him. I've got no issue with that. Um, I think I think after Wrestle Kingdom, that's wise. Osprey's um, committed for another few years. I, I, I'm not sure whether I believe that, though. But we'll see. I think New Japan still, despite the Wrestle Kingdom being disappointing, I still, th- still think New Japan are the second biggest company in, in, in the world at the moment. I don't think AEW have quite got to that standard yet. Um, but we will wait and see. Um, I'm, I... I you know, as I say, I was really disappointed with Wrestle Kingdom, but I'm looking forward to um, what they've got to offer later on in the year, sure. Okay, our next news story, we already talked about this a little bit. The fact that Tamaka Ciampa has wrestled his first match on WWE main event, and he's not the gray-haired grizzled veteran. He died it black to be a little bit younger looking because, you know, Vince likes young. So, what do you see as the future uh, to Master Chapa? <laughs> I wish you'd have rephrased that differently, Vince likes young. Um, I don't see, I, I think you summed it up earlier on. Because of where he's come from, there's going to be too many people in Vince's ear. I don't think he's going to get a break. He'll be lucky if he's lower mid-card on either SmackDown or Raw. Probably SmackDown, I think, is more realistic. It's a shame. Again, because you could imagine him going to AEW, the reaction that him coming out, he, he would get. You could just see it. It would be absolutely fantastic. But I don't think it's going to happen. And he said at the end of the day, Champa also seems quite happy there. He does. He actually really seems happy being in WWE and in the position where he's at. 
I'm kind of interested to see if maybe he'll fly back to, into NXT because I feel like he doesn't want to do the traveling that would be required to be on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, good point, mate. Yeah, that, that's 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 very fair. Um, as I say, I don't really know what to say, mate. He just seems happy, and at the end of the day, if he's happy, you know, who are we to question that? Well, David, we're going to leave the control center on that note, and your road to disappointment continues because here come the stunning six questions. <laughs> It's time for the stunning six questions. All of the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, Sean and David can make sense of it. Okay, Mr. Smartmart, I'm starting off with the biggest one, number one. Back on Money Night Raw, we finally got to see Alexa Bliss for the first time in about five months. Did they do anything different with her character? No. Did she change her look? No. They had her in a psychologist's office playing the... Harley Quinn to the Invisible Fiend. So, what's going on with Alexa Bliss? Right, I watch this quite simply because it's Alexa Bliss. I have no problem with her performance. Does this mean the Fiend's coming back? No, I don't think it does. I think there's going to be a new Fiend. I don't know, or a new Fiend type of character. Or they just won't be, and they'll have her talk to someone completely made up. I'm just actually glad she's on there. Even though it wasn't the best segment in the world, it was still better than most things that I see there. So, you know, I'm just glad she's back. I, I really like it. You know I do. And I'm not saying I'm right here because, you know, I absolutely can't stand Becky Lynch for different reasons than everyone else. So we'll wait and see, mate. I mean, I was happy to have her back, and I love Alessa Bliss. She basically takes chicken you-know-what and turns it into chicken salad every time. But I was hoping <laughs> beyond hope that maybe they'll let her do stuff different, but we're still stuck with the supernatural-powered Alessa Bliss, so... I'll take whatever lesser place I can get, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's very well put. I think I'm I'm of the same ilk. I just like her, and she's far, far. She has more more charisma, whether it's forced charisma from the writers or whether it's just genuinely natural charisma than, than most most of the women on the WWE roster. So that that for me speaks more, you know. You know, I'm counting down the days to her contracts up, and she can slide over to. AEW because I'm kind of interested to see what she could do outside of the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Given her own gimmick, you know what? What do you want to do? What do you want to do, Alexa? What can we do for you? How can we help, etc. Okay. Standing question number two, David. We have a interim TNT title, and the main reason is because Cody was away a whopping two weeks. So why do we have this freaking interim title? Yeah, um, that's a good point. Um, Cody had COVID. We all know he had COVID, so we knew how long we knew how long it would be. Um, I, I can't see the point, unless the blow off is Sammy versus Cody, and Sammy keeps the actual title. If they now double down on Cody taking the title off Sammy, I'm done. I'm pretty much done because. You know, it's no way to promote one of the four pillars or one of the, the the top young stars. Whether I like him now personally for his personal habits or not, he's incredible in the ring and he should be. He should, personal dislike now, um, beside he should have a title. But yeah, there's absolutely no point for the interim. Just let Cody keep it, come back and have Sammy win it back and keep it. Okay, so you let Cody beat Sammy, reunify his title. Sammy's basically cold as ice. You're going to have a reheat, Sammy up. 
that's going to be another six months, maybe, if the fans get behind them. And really, I think the wrestling is the only thing that's saving Sammy from being totally hated. Because if you see him come out now, yeah. he's not as cheered as he was before yeah. everything happened with Taikani. Yeah, absolutely, mate. That's a very fair point. But then, this is something I missed out on my initial rant, but it does involve Cody. Obviously, we had the issue with Brandy and America's top team, Dan Lambert. And what they obviously thought that they would do was if they repeat where, fair play to it, she came out, Brandy came out with Jade Cargill and delivered a blistering promo that got a praise. They thought, oh, well, what we'll do, we'll repeat that. And no, it's, they're too far gone. She's too far disliked that actually you turned a heel like Dan Lambert into a tweener. Because everyone like preferred what Dan Lambert said to, to Brandy and insulting Brandy because just literally no one likes Brandy and they can't see it. And that's something I actually missed out of my initial run. Well, David, that promo that Brandy had was basically a copy and paste promo from the feud she had with Jade. And they cut out bits and pieces and put Dan Lambert in there. And Dan Lambert had the best line of the night after she said that he was like a dollar store versus Paul Heyman. He turns around and goes like, well, I prefer Jim Cornette. Corny must be killing himself. I haven't heard, I haven't heard the follow-up either drive through or experience yet because I'm still, I'm catching, um, I'm catching up with those. But yeah, absolutely. Um, it really, really was a bit of a surprise. Now, obviously, Khan knew that that was coming. You know, there's, um, you know, <laughs> that must have been cleared like that. I'm thinking to the point that um, of who there was, there was a lot of insults in that short space of time thrown because you got Paul Heyman was mentioned, and then, 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 then obviously they mentioned Corny, and I, I haven't, and it's annoyed me that I haven't listened to the follow-up from that. Uh, David, you, you didn't miss much in the follow-up. There was hardly any follow-up to this promo. It kind of existed in a vacuum of space and time that we had to waste through. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that particular segment, it was obvious they thought, well, it worked once um, with Jade. Who's the biggest heel we've got? Dan Lambert. We'll put them out together, you know, and, 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 and it didn't work. Okay, so studying question number three. We saw Walter's last stand and NXT UK as he faced off against Nathan Fazer. And Nathan Fazer had a great match with Walter. But Walter won the match. He's headed over to the States. So now he's my problem. So what is the future for um, Walter? Future for Walter. Now Vince is going to like Walter. I'm going to go highest up a mid card. Possibly a US or intercontinental title holder. But no more. Okay, let me ask you a follow-up question. Do you see us getting a match between Brock Lesnar and Walter? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that. I could see. I could also see Roman and Walter, but I don't see Walter being put over either of them. I don't either. The, out of those two people, I think he might get put over Brock Lesnar because Lesnar could probably see the business and losing one match to him and have that rematch. And oh, hey, F five, one, two, three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's very, very difficult to say. But I think Vince will like Walter. I just don't, because he's not muscly, he's just big. He's almost like Samoa Joe in size. I think I think upper mid, upper mid maximum, maybe a, a secondary title holder, but certainly, and, and, and obviously maybe on a minor pay-per-view, one of the minor ones, you know, he can challenge for the title, but he's not winning anything. Okay, putting my personal feelings aside for a moment, I'm going to make a bold <laughs> prediction. Walter is going to be WWE champion within... 12 months of right now mate if you're right 
I will fly over to Knoxville and present you a trophy myself. Because I'd love that to happen. I'd love that to be true. So let's move on to stunning question number four. What did you think of Arnold H's invasion of Impact Wrestling? Because if you've seen Hard to Kill, we got a reunification of the kingdom. And he went out and got improved by adding PCO to this group. Oh, you're not going to like me. I hated it. I thought it was boring and unoriginal. And they could have done it so differently. Why did they have to bring all four members out? at the same time why couldn't they spread it out almost like um hall and nash have the kingdom come out the kingdom could still batter a tag team in impact but drop the hint we're not on our own we're not coming alone impact we're coming for you we've got nowhere to go we are the embittered children of a former wrestler bigger wrestling company than impact you know, really play on it and then bring out, um, you know, PCO. Well, PCO signed for Impact. Um, it's been revealed this week. So PCO's going to be, and I don't blame PCO, to be fair. You know, he's got to make a living. And I know Ring of Honor have announced Supercard of Honor is going ahead in April. I, 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 I don't look forward to the card on that, if I'm honest. But and obviously, because obviously now as well, Jay Lethal's starting to get um, some storylines in AEW, and quite rightly so. No, I didn't like it. I, I'll be honest. I thought it could have been done so much better. Which, well, it sums Impact up. It could have been so much better. But you could you could sum that wrestling company up in that phrase. Well, you know, some believe that Hard to Kill was one of the best pay per views so far in 2022. I know. I know, I know, but they don't know wrestling like we do. Well, you know what? Impact did improve one thing. They got a better announcer. Yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. I cannot deny that point. Yeah, they got a better announcer. But to be fair, me and you would have been better than that, you know, what they had previously. But however, they actually did go out and get a decent announcer. And fair play to them for that. So we're moving over to standing question number five. What do you see as Brody King's future in AEW, and what do you see the future of the House of Black? Because if you've seen his debut, and you look to the back of it, Julia Hart was wearing black. She wasn't in her cheerleading outfit. So is she going to join the dark side and become another puppet for Malachi Black to play with? Yeah, absolutely. I I firmly believe that. And the future for the the House of Black, whatever they're going to call themselves, I don't know whether they'll go back to their old PWG name, but Let's, let's just call them the House of Black for the time being. Uh, 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 nothing less than tag team champions. They have to be. You look at them. You look at the size. You've got the size. You've got the inane, insane challenge uh, talent of um, Tommy End. You know, you stick, a, you stick a nasty female in there, which could be Julia, Julia Hart. Um, I, tag team champions, very least. Very, very least. So this Wednesday on AW Dynamite, it's going to be the Varsity Blondes. Versus the House of Black as me, Malachi Black, and Brody King. And I got a feeling that Julia Hart's going to turn on the Varsity Blondes and be their Brutus. Yeah, she either does it this week or teases teases the a little bit more for the inevitable turn. Um, yeah, no, 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 it's going to happen. Um, it's going to happen. Hopefully AEW don't cock this up. I hope so too. And I know you were kind of disappointed with Brody King's debut. I was happy. I was like, yay, he's finally in this company. He's going to be with malachi black and i want to see these two guys go to the freaking moon yeah no no don't get me wrong from that perspective yeah i was i was delighted in that respect but they it, it just seemed sean it just seemed a little hurried do you know what i mean there was no there, there was that there was only a couple of slight teases it just seemed rushed when well, they could have teased it more they just seemed to back a straight bang slap bang in there with with debuts um but hey you know 
um, from you, you know your point, your balance point. Yeah, I'm glad to see them team together again. Um, I'm, you know, I wish them all about. I want them to go to the moon. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so sixth and final stunning question of the week: We saw the new challenger for Hangman Adam Page. Now, <laughs> was it Matt Hardy? No. Was it MJF? No. It was Les Archer. Lance Archer has been on TV for like four to five months. I mean, he's a big guy. I like Lance Archer personally. He's done some good work in New Japan for wrestling. But I can see this be a good challenge for Paige to go over as he needs some person that can take the L without you have to worry about the person taking the L looking strong. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, t- I totally agree with that. What I don't agree with is bringing him straight back and giving him a title match when logically for a company that works off rankings and wins and losses, you've got Danielson, you've got CM Punk, you've got MJF, all of which, you know, has Danielson not got a rematch um, for losing? You know, all of a sudden he just comes in out of nowhere and he's got a world title match, um, which has happened before with Lance Archer. He did, they did it with Moxley. Um not good booking, in my my opinion. Uh, all for bringing him back. I don't dislike. Like you said, I agree. I don't dislike him as a wrestler. I don't dislike him as a character. But he does not deserve to be anywhere near the um, title picture at this point. Okay, David. Before we go this week, we're going to add a seventh stunning question back on AEW Dynamite. We finally got to solve the moment that all his wrestling fans want to see: Adam Cole and Doctor. Britt Baker together as they joined the Super Elite. So what were your thoughts when you see this happen? And next week on AEW Dynamite, they have a mixed tag match with Orrin Cassidy and Statlander. I'm looking forward to this match, and I can't wait to see what the fans do with Adam Cole and DMD. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the booking of Adam Cole has been hugely frustrating. We've said this previously on the show. Um, I like the fact that they've, they've acknowledged that what everyone knows that um, uh, the, the Brit and Brit and Adam are a, a long-term couple in a long-term relationship. I've got no issue with that. I've got no issue with that. You know, Brit, Brit for Christ's sake, we have to put up with Cody and Brandy. You know, Adam Cole and Britt Baker just, like, cleanse the palate after seeing, you know, uh, you know Cody and Brandy. Um, so, no, I've got, uh, as far as I'm concerned, bringing... Um, Brit into what will be a new undisputed era, I've got no issue with. And, they, you know, they can call it what they like, but apparently they've, they've I can't remember what it was now, but AEW filed a name for them, and I can't remember what the hell it was, but I saw during the week that they filed a trademark name, which looks like it's going to um, Red Dragon, Cole, and Britt Baker. The only thing I worry about is Britt Baker getting lost in this group somehow. I do feel like they need to break away from the elite and be their own Paragon group. I think Paragon is actually the name of the group they want to go with. Ah, that's it. Yeah, well done, mate. So I just hope they keep Britt Baker as strong as she's been because I feel like with her, Red Dragon, and Adam Cole, you could have a Red Hot Hill faction that we haven't had in AEW. No, no, no. Don't even dare say the Elite was a heel faction. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's it's really, really weird. I I think that um, Britt and Adam should be together. I like the fact I'm looking forward to them embarrassing um, the other Orange Cassidy and, and Statlander because the, the standard of wrestling is just, you know, non-negotiable. Yeah, you were right. It, um, that, it, that was the name, and it looks like that's what they're getting. Hopefully that will. Britt Baker won't get lost because she's still got the world title. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, before we go, David will be back on Finland Youth Radio 
this afternoon with his alternative music show. Then he will be back Tuesday at 5 p.m. GMT, 12 noon Eastern, for Finland Youth Radio, the Rock and Wrestling Show. And David, I'm gonna have to record you something because I'm gonna give you a very epic episode because you are finally back on radio. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm back. We're all good. I'm back. Thank you for that, Sean. It's nice to get the cheap plug in. I'm hoping I'll have a stunning segment to play with as well in, live in the show. Um, really looking forward to getting back uh, on the horse, so to speak. Um, yeah, tomorrow night, seven o'clock UK time, um, and then five o'clock on Tuesday, the Rock and Wrestling Show, when I'll be doing pretty much a catch up of all the stuff I've missed. So expect more anger, more vitriol, and more nastiness. So, should I tell you right now that I'll be intern Churchill Cup champion by the chance? You can be, mate, if you want to be the intern uh, Churchill Cup champion, you can be. You know, that wasn't the reaction I thought was going to get, so. No, 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 mate, no, mate, no, no, look. Look, I'm a fighting champion. I'm an honest champion. I'm a working champion. Um, if you've, you know, you've forgotten what it's like for so long, so I'll, um, I, I, I'm more than happy, more than happy with that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week on Radio Free Professional Wrestling as we preview WWE Royal Rumble winner takes all as the Churchill oh. Cup is on the line. Until then, everybody have a stunning start to your week. Except for you, David. I'm coming for you. Love you. Dan Harrison sends his love, by the way. Stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.